Do forgiveness and trust go hand in hand? I mean, are they one and the same? And do I really need to forgive him? I mean, he betrayed me, right? And how do I ever trust him again? Well, beautiful, if you've ever asked yourself these questions, then today's episode is just for you on Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Hey beautiful, it's Lisa and this is Beauty Beyond the Trail, the podcast designed for women who want to find hope and healing in the midst of betrayal trauma and loss. Each week I help you navigate the murky waters of betrayal trauma by bringing you insight, wisdom, and ways to overcome the trauma and loss that you've experienced. I help you explore ways to heal, recover, and redesign your life the way you desire it to be. One that is lived passionately, out loud, on purpose, full of impact, joyful, and free, the way God intended it to be. I also bring in all things Jesus because he's the one who ultimately brings us into our healing and freedom from betrayal trauma. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, pull up a chair, and focus on yourself for the next few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life redesigned. Well, welcome to today's episode, beautiful. We've got a good one for you today. We are looking at forgiveness and trust. Do they actually go hand in hand? Are they one and the same? I mean, some people say they are, some people say they are not. And I wanted to do this episode because I've been seeing a lot on social media lately where it's it's been said, oh, if you've been betrayed, you should never forgive ever, ever, ever. You don't have to forgive. I've also seen, don't ever trust. You never have to trust. You will never be able to trust again. And so I thought, you know, this is an episode we definitely need to tackle. So this is what we're going to do today on Beauty Beyond Betrayal. So get your pen and paper out, beautiful, because you're probably going to want to take some notes. This is going to really help you to understand forgiveness and trust. Are they one and the same? Do they go hand in hand? All the above. So let's start to tackle it. Forgiveness and trust. Are they one and the same? Actually, they're separate things. They are not synonymous with one another. So while we are told in scripture that we are to forgive one another our sins, we are never told in scripture that we are to trust those who have betrayed us. Now, some of you might be saying, whoa, wait a minute, back up, say that again. (laughs) But it's true. Um, We are told to forgive, and and I'm going to dive into this in more detail in just a moment, but let me kind of give you an overall before we kind of jump into the deep water, so to speak. But yes, we are told to forgive, and I know there's a lot out there right now on social media especially. In the, what I call the realm of betrayal, there has become this this um, tribe of people who are talking about uh, betrayal, narcissism, the, all the things regarding infidelity. And in that, you see lots of people posting and talking about um, the one who is betrayed should never forgive. I disagree. 
I disagree terribly. And the reason why is because we're told in Scripture to forgive one another as Christ has forgiven us. And again, I'm going to dive into that in just a minute, but keep that at the forefront of your mind. And I don't want to lose you here, so stay tight with me, okay? We are told to forgive, but that doesn't mean that we forget and that doesn't mean that we excuse it. And again, nowhere in Scripture does Jesus tell us that we must trust those who've betrayed us. Actually, in Proverbs 4.23, it says that we are to guard our hearts. Yeah, we are. So how do we do that, right? How do we guard our hearts against being betrayed repeatedly over and over again? Well, I want to tell you first and foremost that there are no guarantees. I wish I could say there were. I mean, I entered into my marriage thinking that I had a guarantee by the vows that were taken that I would never, ever be betrayed. And that became a hardcore reality that I had to not only face, but I also had to accept. Because vows were broken, I was betrayed, my world was blown apart, and my marriage as I knew it died. And so you grieve that and it's very, very difficult. So, you know, there was no guarantee. However, God does give us guidelines in scripture when it comes to relationships. And I know that he does that because he wants us to understand that even he himself has boundaries and boundaries are healthy and that we should have them in order to move forward in any relationship. So with that said, I want to give you two things and then I want to jump into the meat of forgiveness and trust. So two things when it comes to following the guidelines that God has given to us when it comes to forgiveness and trust. And the first one is communicate. You know, when you have been betrayed, it is vitally important that you communicate with the betrayer, not only their their transgression, not only their sin, not only what they have done against you and against God, um, but also communicate the woundedness and what has happened to you. They need to know the extent of the trauma that they have inflicted upon your life. And so communication is key in the relationship, whether or not you choose to end it or you choose to reconcile somewhere down the road, communication is key. And scripture tells us that we have to have communication. It is key. That is a part of a relationship, right? So the number two thing is that we watch for the fruit of repentance. This is especially if you are seeking reconciliation for your relationship. Now, if you are, first thing is the betrayer should repent for their indiscretion. They should repent for breaking their vows, for complete utter adultery, for, um, you know, just betraying you at the deepest level for that affair. They should repent, not just to you, but to God. And then they should walk out their sorrow for what they did. What I mean by walking it out is they are now producing fruit that shows that they really are sorrowful 
and repentant. There's fruit in keeping with repentance. And so that means they do the hard work. They put themselves into counseling or with a good betrayal trauma coach that they're working with as the betrayed. They're going through some kind of a program that shows their willingness to move forward and to put do the hard work to mend the relationship that they broke, okay? So they may say they're sorry with their lips, but are their actions actually matching up with what's coming forth from their mouth? The two have to match. If you hear a bunch of I'm sorry's, if you hear a bunch of words, but there's nothing to back it up, then beautiful, you need to reassess whether or not they are really repentant and there's actual fruit in their life showing that they're moving forward and they are really in recovery. So you communicate and you're watching for true fruit in repentance. So these are the two things on the forefront that need to transpire when it comes to forgiveness and trust. But let's dive into it. So we know that forgiveness and trust are not synonymous, right? And when someone you love and care about has deeply hurt you, it's a complicated process restoring everything that you once had. And it really isn't restored to what it used to be. It actually has to be rebuilt. And contrary to what people think, when it comes to a complete reconciliation of a marriage that's been broken, three words and the words are, I forgive you, does not mean that there is a complete reconciliation. It just doesn't. You see, forgiveness is only a step in the process of restoring your relationship. It's only a step. And it's a step of restoration that has to be taken in order for the relationship to start to mend from the brokenness by the betrayal. Forgiving someone also does not mean that you now completely trust them. You don't trust him completely and you don't forget what has transpired. You don't forget about the affair and you're certainly not telling him by saying that you forgive him. You're not telling him, oh, what you did was okay. No, no, beautiful. Certainly not. That's not what forgiveness is. So you might be asking, well, Lisa, what is it? Let's let's kind of get to the nitty gritty here, okay? Well, forgiveness, simply put, is actually a gift to yourself. I'm going to say that once again. Forgiveness is actually a gift that you give to yourself. You see, beautiful, forgiveness actually sets you free from the bitterness and eventually from the pain and the hurt and the suffering that you're feeling deep down inside. All that pain that you've had in your heart, that it feels actually tangible to you. When forgiveness sets in, it actually starts to lift that pain. And so forgiveness is something that you gift to yourself. It sets you free from the shackles and the bondage of the trauma that the betrayal has brought into your life. Now, let's explore this further. Forgiveness is not a one and done either, okay? What I mean by that is, 
you, when you choose to finally start to walk into forgiveness, and you know, this is, this is not immediately after you find out about the affair. (laughs) It's just not. Let's, let's speak truth here. Um, You don't all of a sudden find out that your husband's been cheating on you and say, oh, I choose to forgive him. That's not how it works. Okay, let's just be real and honest. It's not. Forgiveness is a process. And forgiveness is something that happens over time. There is only one who was able to forgive in a miraculous way and who was wounded, beaten, bruised, and crucified for our transgression and sin that was able to forgive while he was being crucified, and that was Jesus. And that's because he was not just human but divine. So there's only one who was ever able to accomplish such a feat. We will never be that. So for us, forgiveness is a process. It's something that you have to work through, and it's independent of the other party. It's independent of the betrayer. They, you don't have to uh, be even reconciled with them in order to forgive them. Let me give you a for instance. You can forgive him even if you never see him again. You can forgive people who have hurt you in your past who have passed away. It's a free will choice. And while, let's say, a genuine apology can make forgiveness easier, ultimately, it's not necessary, beautiful. You can forgive even if the betrayer never ever asks you to forgive him. If he never says he's sorry, if he chooses to leave you for the other woman, you can still eventually walk in forgiveness because forgiveness is a decision that you make on your own. And when you do, it'll feel so liberating, like a weight or the heaviest burden that you've ever bared is finally lifted off of your shoulders. That is true forgiveness. And again, it's a process. And it happens little by little. You know, I was driving by a Chick-fil-A one day. And in the back, I saw this huge mound of concrete pieces that had been torn down and piled up. They were just pieces of concrete. But they were in a huge mound. And I stopped. And I got out of my car and I looked at it because... It was indicative of my, uh, my journey through forgiveness. And I'm still journeying through my forgiveness journey. I really am, to be all honest with you. But as I was looking at it that day, I realized that forgiveness is like that heap of concrete pieces. We forgive by removing a piece of the concrete from the heap one at a time. For every little indiscretion, every little memory, trigger, hurt, woundedness, trauma that creeps up, that memory that hits us that day, we forgive. So when the woman who was riding by the hotel room remembered that day that he spent their finances to uh, get a hotel room for him and his affair partner, 
She pulled off the side of the road in front of the hotel room, and she removed a concrete piece that day and said, I forgive him for spending our money on his affair. Little by little, we forgive, and we take the pieces, and we finally dismantle that huge mound that has been keeping us captive. But again, it's a process. So if you're not there, give yourself some grace and realize that you're going to do it little by little. And it's not a one and done, and it's not immediate. So there's your grace, beautiful. So let's talk about trust. So on the other hand, trust is not the same as forgiveness, right? Trust requires consistent action by the one who betrayed you in order for trust to be granted to them again. In other words, trust has to be rebuilt a brick at a time. (laughs) Here you are forgiving by taking off the concrete blocks. They have to mound up the concrete blocks in order for trust to be rebuilt. And while forgiveness is a part of that rebuilding process, because, you know, there, there comes a point where you start that forgiveness process, which in turn, granting that forgiveness does not mean you're granting trust too, but it opens up the ability to rebuild trust once again. So now if you're the person who broke the trust, because I do know that I do have listeners who are the betrayed, right? Because I come from both sides, remember? I was the betrayer at one time, and then I've been betrayed. So if you're the person who was the betrayer, you broke the trust, you may think that once you've been forgiven, that things are going to go back to the way they used to be. Wrong. Let's hit the gong very loud right there. Stop. Hold the phone. End of story. (laughs) That's not how that works, okay? This is not true, and you should not expect it to happen that way. And if you do expect it to happen that way, then you're going to prolong that reconciliation process. You really are. The person who chooses to forgive you, they get to set boundaries and then decide when to grant you trust based on your constant actions and if you prove yourself trustworthy. And the same goes for the betrayed. Beautiful, you get to decide this. See, remember I mentioned early on in this broadcast, I said that they have to have repentance and then they have to have fruit in keeping with that repentance. Are they doing the hard work? Are they choosing to adhere to healthy boundaries in the relationship? Are they moving forward in their recovery process? These are the things over a constant set of time are going to help to rebuild trust. So when you decide that you are going to forgive, remember you're not letting the offender, the betrayer, off the hook. You're not all of the sudden alleviating um, his accountability or his responsibility in what he did. Once again, I want to reiterate with you that forgiveness is a gift that you give to yourself. It's for you. Not for them, but for you. And it shouldn't even be based on their actions. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. Don't forgive just based on their actions. Because sometimes someone's actions are short-lived. 
and their actions are there just as long as they can maintain it. And then they might get to a point where they realize the work is just too hard and they can't go through with it anymore. So don't base forgiveness on their actions. Base forgiveness on yourself, on who you choose to be, that you choose not to be bitter, but to be better, that you choose to walk in integrity, that you choose to have strong godly character, and that you're choosing to forgive in order to set yourself free from the trauma and the ramifications of the betrayal. And once you do this, then you can start to trust yourself again and to trust others again. Now, if you're offering forgiveness and you want to reconcile, let's let's look at this for a second. If you have offered forgiveness and you want to reconcile, realize that trust is going to come into the equation at some point in time. They're going to have to show that they're worthy of your trust and that they're worthy of reconciliation. Forgiveness shouldn't change anything when it comes to the behavior you now accept from the betrayer. It's just as important for the betrayer to understand this as for you, the one who's forgiving. So remember, you've got to put your boundaries in place. They have to be willing to move through recovery and they have to be willing that no matter how long it takes, they're going to do what they need to do to better themselves, to work on themselves in order to move forward to reconciliation and building trust with you. So reconciliation with someone is completely different and separate from forgiving them. And remember that. That's an important process. It requires participation and a willingness to change on the part of the betrayer. And earning trust is moving even beyond forgiveness. It's an interpersonal process. Trust is a joint venture. And it requires that the one who betrayed you not only apologizes, but not only that they are willing to show you that they're sorry, but they are sorrowful, that they honestly grieve what they've done to you. They grieve what they've done to God. They grieve the fact that they've damaged their integrity and their character and they're that now at the point that they are willing to do what it takes to restore themselves, to restore their relationship with God, and to restore that relationship with you. They're offering you hope that there can be a future for both of you again. And not to go back to status quo, to go back to what used to be, but to rebuild something better. Sometimes, however, trust and reconciliation are not possible. That's the sad part, isn't it, beautiful? Sometimes it's just not possible. And you notice that I said trust and reconciliation. Nowhere in that equation did I mention forgiveness because forgiveness is not synonymous. It's separate and it's for you and you alone to choose. And it's a gift to yourself. But trust and reconciliation can go hand in hand. And if the two of you 
can't find a way to work through the hurt, the pain, the trauma that the betrayal has brought, that you can't move through it, you can't break down the barriers, then you may have to come face to face with the reality that reconciliation and trust just won't happen. And sometimes, beautiful, that's just the way it is. But remember that forgiveness is always, always possible. So remember these few things. Forgiveness is an internal and unilateral process based solely on your ability and yours alone to do the following. To gain a clear understanding of what happened, you understand you've been betrayed, You are now working through the hurt and the anger. You're learning how to feel safe again. You're learning how to set healthy boundaries and you are enforcing them and adhering to them. You've chosen not to be better, but to be better. You're letting go of grudges that you've chosen to heal and to recover. And you're willing to remember the past with you know, compassion and hope instead of with a sense of injustice. Now, you might be at a point to where that's hard for you, and that's okay. But there does come a point where you do look at it and realize that there is compassion and hope instead of that vengeance that you feel at this moment. Forgiveness and trust, they're not an easy process. Neither one of them are. And the timeline for forgiveness, like I said earlier, it's a process. It can... You know, it's different for every woman, every single woman. It can be very long for some or it can be shortened for others based upon what happened, based upon the the longevity of the affair, whether or not it was multiple occurrences, what have you. But it helps to remember that forgiveness is not an event that happens at one time, a one and done, in one place, in one moment. It's a process. And you need to grant yourself grace when you're walking through it. So remember that when you are trying to rebuild trust, that it is and can be a part of the reconciliation process and that it takes two of you. And you're going to need to talk about what happened. You're going to have to listen to his side of the story. You're going to have to express and communicate the pain that you feel, the trauma that you're in. Listen for his remorse. Look for actions that match the words that are coming out of his mouth. Look for longevity of the um, fruit that is keeping with repentance. Make sure that it's over a long period of time. Evaluate whether you both want to get to a point where you really want to reconcile and you both want to give and receive trust again. Because it is the party of two when it comes to trust and reconciliation. You're also going to need to show that you've truly forgiven him by not throwing what happened to you back in his face every time you're triggered or feel hurt. Now, that doesn't mean that you hide it. That doesn't mean that you go in a closet every time you're triggered or every time you feel pain. But it doesn't mean that you're vengeful and throw it in his face either when you're working on reconciliation. If you've chosen to work through forgiveness and and now you've chosen also to move towards reconciliation and to rebuild trust, then communicate. Communicate well and allow yourself 
to change the memory of what happened into a hope for a future that has both of you in it. So beautiful, that's the difference between forgiveness and trust. And I hope this helped you today. This is a very difficult subject and it is splashed over social media right now. But remember to go back to the biblical principles. Jesus not only forgave, but he told us to forgive. And while we might not be able to do a one and done like he did, we can walk through the process and he can walk there with us. And he does walk there with us when we are willing to forgive. And when it comes to trust, God tells us that while we don't have to trust another, that we're to guard our hearts, we can set healthy boundaries and we can move through a recovery process and we can allow the betrayer to rebuild trust one brick at a time that can lead to reconciliation and to a brand new beautiful relationship. And beautiful at the end of the day, that's what I pray for you. I pray that that happens for you. But if it didn't, you still have hope. You have hope that you can not just forgive what transpired, but also work through the forgiveness and to work through trusting yourself so that you can learn to trust others again and have healthy relationships in the future. I look forward to seeing you again on Friday Beautiful. Until then, pour yourself a great latte. Choose to forgive. Learn to trust yourself. And remember, God is going to walk you through every step of the way. Cheers to you, beautiful. Hey, beautiful. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. Make sure to subscribe to my podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, something really hit you in one of the moments, or you were inspired to take the next step in your healing, reach out to me and by all means, leave a review. This is the highest compliment I can receive. And make sure to screenshot this episode. Share us out on IG and Facebook stories. Tag me at Beauty Beyond Betrayal Podcast, and I'll give you a huge shout out as well. And if you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and redesign your life and relationships in the way you desire them to be, hit me up in the DM. I would love to hear from you and connect. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of all circumstances that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful. Beautiful.